What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Friday, October 1st, week four. Already starting with an injury, man. That stinks for DJ Chark, but uh, good on you if you had LaVisca Chenault. We'll talk about that on Tuesday, though, because I want to talk about this weekend's remaining games I'm going to dive right into it. No uh, mincing words today. Washington, Atlanta. Uh, It is rubber meets the road time for Atlanta, Calvin Ridley, and Kyle Pitts. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, and especially against the Washington defense that has been very friendly to opposing uh, passing games so far. 315 net passing yards, 70% completion rate. They should be able to get their hands on the ball early and often in this one. So it's a if it doesn't happen this week, we'll push the panic button. But a lot of people are too panicky over Kyle Pitts uh, right now. Uh, otherwise, you know, the other issue here is Mike Davis. Of course, he's backsliding into flex territory. Cordero Patterson is not a running back, but he's getting touches out of the backfield. So eh, he's just not a natural running back, but he is a good uh, weapon. So he could be flexed out. RB35 for him. Uh, Antonio Gibson, I know some people are worried about him. I I don't see any issue. He went limited today in practice. He should be good to go. But Taylor Heineke is the guy who I'm looking at as a possible streamer here. He's been pretty solid. Number 14 fantasy quarterback over the last two weeks, and the Falcons are the number two matchup here uh, for quarterbacks. Houston and Buffalo. I'm not certain anybody on Houston except Brandon Cooks. Do think he could possibly be a back-end wide receiver too just based on volume. And I think we know the main guys who are starting in Buffalo. So let's talk about the backfield. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. I mean, so far this season, there's no consistency. I do think it's Moss, but I'm not willing to use him as anything more than a flex. Why? I haven't met RB, not wide receiver, RB27. It's a great matchup, though. 5.16 yards per carry allowed is what the Texans are giving up so far this season. So you might even be able to flex out Devin Singletary if you're desperate. RB33 for him. Detroit, Chicago, we shall see. Andy Dalton is officially questionable. I can't use Justin Fields even if he's a starter. I have him technically at quarterback 19 right now, but that's really dicey. It would be a much better spot for him, and I think we'll get a better sense of who he is this week. But I do like David Montgomery to rebound here. This is a favorable matchup for running backs against this uh, Detroit Defense, they've really struggled against the run. On the Detroit side, I mean, we're starting TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift and maybe Jamal Williams basically as a flex. Otherwise, nothing doing over there. Be patient with Allen Robinson, by the way. Just be patient. Carolina, Dallas, of course. We have Chuba Hubbard in the mix. I'm conservatively ranking him at RB18. Uh, The reason why, hey, he could be phenomenal in terms of touch volume here. Uh, He could also be splitting touches with Royce Freeman. Now, I think either one of those are very unlikely. They're the extreme ends of the spectrum. The most likely outcome for Chuba Hubbard, mid-range RB2 production, which is exactly where I'm ranking him. So if you picked him up, that's what I would expect. Not a bad matchup for Sammy Darnold here. You can get after uh, Dallas through the air. So Darnold is a streamable option, quarterback 13 uh, only using DJ Moore are going to stay away from the other receivers here in season long. On the other side, we know who we're starting. I don't think it's any surprise. I would not be starting Tony Pollard other than a desperation flex play because I think this is all Zeke. And this is going to be a really interesting test to see how good Carolina actually is. They allowed 179 net passing yards per game so far. Are they actually that good or is it a small sample? And they've also been... Really good against the run, but they haven't faced Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard 
so far this season. Indianapolis and Miami you get the revenge game for Jacoby Brissett, but really is this another high target game for Jalen Waddle? You might be able to flex him out. Mike Kosicki also saw lots of work, so tight end 12. I mean, heck, let's roll the dice again with Gusecki. Uh Otherwise, Miles Gaskin back in RB2. On the other side, Jonathan Taylor is questionable. I do think he plays here. RB9 for him, it's a phenomenal matchup. Posing backfield, scoring the third most fantasy points per game against Miami so far this season. Otherwise, not really using anything else there in that backfield. Cleveland, Minnesota, we're using who we think we're going to be using on the Cleveland side. Baker, Chubb, I talked about Beckham's matchup yesterday. Kareem Hunt is RB20, so you can use him as well. On the Minnesota side, I think this is going to be an interesting test for Kirk Cousins. I don't think they destroy him like they destroyed Justin Fields. But how good is Cousins? We're going to get a sense of that for fantasy purposes this week. Dalvin Cook uh, is is going to be up in the air. Well, it's going to look like it's up in the air, but I do think he plays in this one. And even in a tougher matchup, third worst fantasy matchup for running backs, he's still a top five fantasy back. So you start Cousins if you need a streamer at quarterback 14. Cook, Jefferson, Thielen, maybe Conklin, who is tight end 17. All right, let's take a quick break. Come back. We'll talk about... The New York football Giants facing off against Jameis Winston and your New Orleans Saints. Well, I I made a big fuss over this before the break, but really, there's no fuss. I mean, this is about as boring a fantasy game as there is. I'm going to spend no time. There's really no analysis here. You're starting the two running backs, and then if you can get away with not starting anybody else... You start nobody else. Saquon, Kamara, that's it. Tennessee and the Jets. Derrick Henry goes off in this one because no Julio Jones, no A.J. Brown. You get Nick Westbrook Akina, who I really have no confidence in in this one. Uh, I'm I'm not going to rank him as anything more than basically like a top 50-ish receiver. It, it's desperation. Uh, I really think it's just going to be all Derrick Henry. Now, Ryan Tannehill can still be quarterback 17, 18, whatever. So if you really needed to use him, you could because it is a good matchup, but I think this could be a ton of Derrick Henry. On the other side, it is a get-right game for Zach Wilson. Not that we're using him, but I do think we can use Corey Davis as a wide receiver three. Michael Carter, desperation flex, so really not much to that game as well. Lots in the Kansas City game, Kansas City-Philadelphia. Now, we know we're starting Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and not really starting anybody else. But on the other side, I love Jalen Hurts this week. Have him at quarterback six right now. And that means that somebody, it's not just his legs. Somebody's going to have to be catching the ball. And I do think that somebody is Devontae Smith. Right now, wide receiver 36 for him. Actually dig him. Um, Dallas Goddard could be in the mix as a streamer as well at tight end 14. And Miles Sanders at RB 19. Will they actually run the football? Uh, Kansas City is the number four fantasy matchup for quarterbacks, though, so that's what I love. And they, the Chiefs have seen 20.7 rushing attempts per game against opposing backfields, so you would think maybe a little more Miles Sanders, maybe Kenny Gainwell in this one, maybe, just a little bit. Anyway, uh, Arizona and the Rams, how good is Arizona? This is going to be a tough one here. Their pass defense has been pretty good, 225 net passing yards per game allowed, but Matty Stafford is still a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Love Cooper Cup. And I'm still I'm still in on Robert Woods. I think that this is just an efficiency issue, and it's not uh, just that he sucks or whatever fantasy players want me to believe. 
uh, wide receiver 27. So he's a wide receiver three at this point. And um, Daryl Henderson looks like he is going to play, so he'd be RB24. Not a great play, but certainly an RB2 back end. Uh, Tyler Higby, tight end nine for me right now. You could stream him. On the other side, you're starting Kyler no matter what. You're starting DeAndre Hopkins no matter what. And the only other playable option for me actually is Chase Edmonds. It's a game script thing ultimately here. I think that they're going to play from behind, and that does favor Edmonds in the weeks where you think they have a lead. That would favor James Conner. I don't like James Conner at all in this one. Really don't like him for much, you know, for the rest of the season much. But anyway, on to Seattle and San Francisco. Russ, uh, hey, every week you start Russell Wilson if you have him. And, of course, that's because he has DK Metcalf, wide receiver 6, Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 12. Chris Carson is a boring RB2, and that's not a bad thing. It's not a knock on him. He's going to get RB2 production for you pretty much every single week. The other side is where things are more interesting. Now, I was trying to hold out to get a practice report here from San Francisco. I don't actually have one, but I did see on Twitter that Elijah Mitchell was in a non-contact jersey. So if he couldn't get a contact full contact practice in, I think the likelihood of him playing is pretty slim. That would mean Trey Sermon again, and Sermon will be a flex option. Uh, after what we saw last week, I don't think there's any reason to be really bullish on him. So this one really comes down to the passing game. I like Debo Samuel a lot here, wide receiver 15, and Brandon Ayuk could be a flex at wide receiver 39. Also have to keep an eye on George Kittle, though I do think he ultimately plays, and then if he's on the field, you obviously play him. Uh, Baltimore and Denver. I'll be honest, I really can't trust anything in the Baltimore backfield. Tyson Williams, no thank you. Latavius Murray, even more no thank you. I'm not starting either of those guys at this point. I don't know if I even want them on rosters. That whole backfield is a mess. So you're really just relying on Lamar, who looks like he's going to be good to go after a little bit of a hiccup there during this week with a back injury. He should be good to go. And then uh, Marquise Brown is a wide receiver three with his upside plus Mark Andrews. On the other side, well, you have Cortland Sutton, you know that. You have Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams as basically fringe RB2s. I want to be careful with Tim Patrick. He was widely picked up. I don't know who was banging that drum. I don't listen to anybody else in the fantasy industry except for myself. But my evaluation here is, if anything, the KJ Hamler injury will help Noah Fant until we get Jerry Judy back. So I think Noah Fant's a solid top 12 play. He's at tight end 10 for me this week. Pittsburgh and Green Bay. Yes, we're going to see lots of Najee Harris in this one. We know that. Lots of Najee Harris in this one. Lots and lots of Najee Harris. He doesn't leave the field. RB8. We do have some questions at wide receiver, though. Chase Claypool popped up midweek injury downgrade. Not a good thing. He's questionable for this one, along with Juju Smith-Schuster. But Deontay Johnson's going to play. If Claypool doesn't play and Johnson does... Uh, Johnson's going to see a lot of targets. I don't care if they're not very far down the field. He's going to see a lot of them. On the other side, it's straightforward. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones is dinged up, but he'll be fine. There's a difference between being injured and being hurt. He's hurt, but he's not injured, right? He's not going to be out. Um, So don't worry there. Uh, The game of the week, right? Tampa, New England. How about this one here? You're starting them if you got them in in the Tampa passing game. Brady, Godwin, Evans, Brown, Gronk, they're all good to go. Is this a game where Brady just completely throttles the Patriots? It feels like it, right? So like that there for Tom Terrific. And, uh, you know, really start them if you got them. On the other side, 
really, I'm not starting anybody if I can get away with it other than Jacoby Myers as a wide receiver three. I actually really like the matchup. The game script should be favorable for him. He's facing Ross Cockrell, a good chunk of his routes out of the slot. As far as Damian Harris is concerned, you could flex him. I don't love it. I really don't because, well, it's the Bucks run defense. And Hunter Henry, maybe if you really needed to at tight end 15, you could use him. Let's round it out with Monday Night Football for you and uh, the Raiders and Chargers. Hey, Derek Carr is pretty solid, man. He's this generation's Phillip Rivers. He can be a fantasy starter for you this week in a neutral matchup. Uh, if you need to use him as a streamer, you can, and slightly better. I have him at quarterback 12. We know we're using Waller. We may have Josh Jacobs. I don't know. If we do, he's a flex. If we don't, then Peyton Barber is a flex. If you have Josh Jacobs and you don't have Peyton Barber and Peyton Barber is out there, make sure you get Peyton Barber. He may not be out there. Otherwise, not using any other piece of the passing game here. I just don't love the volatility of the passing game. I know a lot of people have added Hunter Renfro. I, I just don't, I don't want to, I, I, it's a little too volatile for me because they spread the ball around too much as of right now. So I would flex rugs, Renfro, desperation flex on Edwards. Uh, hopefully I don't have to though. On the other side, love Justin Herbert here. Love Keenan Allen, love Mike Williams. You know, those guys are all good. Love Austin Eckler. Otherwise don't love anybody else for obvious reasons. There's not much to, to like. But Jared Cook, maybe at tight end, it's just such a mess once you get outside, especially the top seven. But even if you go outside of the top 10, it's a mess. So Jared Cook, you, you know, you're just trying to get a touchdown. That's all you're trying to do. All right. Quick one today to lead us into week four. Well, we're already in week four, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> into this weekend. In the meantime, go on over to FTNFantasy.com. Go check out everything we have to offer in terms of tools, rankings, projections, it's so much fun over there. And you can get a discount by using the promo code RATPACK. Uh, and uh, also, you can use that same disc- discount over at ftndaily.com and ftnbets.com for any one of our subscriptions. Get in, man. Just get in. And if you want to try it out for free, uh, at least some of the stuff that we have to offer is for free, including my wide receiver cornerback matchup article from yesterday. That's at ftnfantasy.com. Find my author page. Just find a little caricature of me click on that and then you'll see all the stuff that i've written that's it that's it right there at jeff ratcliffe on twitter at jeff ratcliffe on instagram hashtag rat pack that way i know you're listening to the show and uh hey i will check you on the flip side of the weekend for another edition of the pod i'm jeff ratcliffe and i'm out of here